This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. And we are back. So, I'm Melissa Fuchs. I'm here with your quickie. Let's break it down. Uh, So, what are we talking about today? Well, actually, I'm going to start in a different place than you think I'm going to start, which is I want to bring you back to 1957 um, and talk about something that's not exactly the same but is very similar in some respects to kind of what we're seeing now and what I'm going to talk about later on in this quickie. So, in 1957, that was three years after Brown versus the Board of Education ruling that was handed down by the Supreme Court that said that uh, equal protection under the law meant that we could that separate but not equal did not qualify and um, basically said we have to integrate our lives, our schools, our water fountains, bathrooms, lunch counters, etc. And uh, so in 1957, in Little Rock, Arkansas, one of the places that still had not integrated was a place known as Central High School. And a lot of the administrators there refused to integrate the school on the grounds that their religion uh, said that, you know, it basically separate but equal was okay and that segregation was a good thing. And they used a lot of religious undertones to justify racism and bigotry against uh, people of color. And so So they refused to um, integrate the high school. And eventually what ended up happening was the federal government had to send troops in to force the school's hand and to force Central High School to integrate. Um, Anyways, bringing that up to speed now, and and so you're probably asking, why am I mentioning that? Um, Well, we have something very similar going on. It's not exactly the same, but it's another civil rights issue, a very modern civil rights issue that we're dealing with among many other civil rights issues. So it's not to discount other civil rights issues. But we're going to focus today on this one is, as you remember or should know, and if you don't know, I don't know what rock you're living under. um, Back in June, the Supreme Court said that under the Equal Protection Clause and the the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment, that same-sex couples had the right to get married and that any state laws that banned same-sex couples from getting married were unconstitutional and were void. And they told these clerks in all of these counties that they had to start issuing marriage license as long as two people came in um, that loved each other, whether they were two men, two women, or a man and a woman. Now, bring that up to today. There are some counties, and one of those counties, um, and it's not the only one, I should mention, um, Rowan County in Kentucky, uh, where the clerk there, whose name is Kim Davis, who's actually a Democrat, so, you know, put, put, should point that out, although I'm sure after this she's probably not going to be a Democrat anymore, but, you know, you got to be able to criticize your own. Um, And she said, I am the clerk of this court. I am not going to issue any of these licenses because I am Christian and it goes against my religion and I cannot affix my name or my stamp to these marriage licenses. And all of these couples, um, well, not a lot of couples because, you know, it's Rowan County, Kentucky, but several gay couples have shown up and they have attempted to get these marriage licenses. And every time they go there... Kim Davis refused to issue the marriage license. And this has been going on for several months now, since June when the ruling came out. And these couples, at least two couples that I know of, they're from Rowan County. And they're like, sure, we could go to another state, we could go to another county, but we're from Rowan and we want to get our marriage licenses here in the county that we've lived our whole life, which is fine. And they should be able to. And basically, Kim Davis had said, I'm not going to follow this Supreme Court ruling because I do not believe in it and it violates my religion. The problem is, Kim Davis is not a private citizen. She is a government official. And so she is not just, you know, saying 
it's not her First Amendment right to force her religion on other people by saying, I'm not going to grant the marriage licenses. Um, I'm going to get back to that in just a half a second. But basically what happened was she kept refusing to issue these licenses. And so these people sued her and said she has to issue the licenses because she swore an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution. And part of one of her responsibilities as the county clerk is to issue the licenses. And the Supreme Court has said this is, you know, it's unconstitutional not to issue them, so she has to issue them. And she was like, no, I'm not going to issue them. Anyways, this ended up going back and forth between courts, and courts kept telling her you have to do it, and then she still wouldn't do it. And finally, the what we'll call the petitioners, these people who wanted to get the marriage license, they finally filed a thing asking for a contempt hearing, saying that they want a federal judge to hold her in contempt for willfully and uh, not enforce you know not doing her job essentially now side note she can't be fired um because she's an elected official so she can only be impeached but the legislature is not in session so she actually couldn't be impeached right now and because she was still there she refused to let any of the deputy clerks issue marriage licenses either so finally this went in front of a federal judge and actually the petitioners these couples that wanted to get married were not asking for her to go to jail they were actually asking for her to be fined until she complied and fined in a hefty amount until she complied with the law and issued the licenses but federal judge said this is egregious you are a federal employee sorry a state employee and you have to enforce the law whether you agree with it personally or not you have to do your job and because you're not going to do it I'm putting you in jail and so now uh, Kim Davis was sent to jail and we should make her very clear she was not sent to jail because of her religion uh, she was sent to jail because she fails to do her job as a public official um, and this comes back to something I've talked about a lot about the First Amendment the First Amendment protects you from the government infringing on your religious rights. Now, in some senses, now that the government has put her in jail, it could be argued, and I know a lot of people on the right are arguing that they are now infringing on her rights and they are depriving her of her liberty because of her religion. But the truth is they're not depriving of her of her relig- of her liberty because of her religion. They're depriving her of her liberty because she fails to do her job as a public official. Now, there's a really easy solution to this for Kim Davis, which is she could have easily said, you know what? It's against my religion to issue these licenses, and I realize it's my job as a clerk, so I'm going to do the right thing, and I'm just going to say, you know what? It's more important for me to not issue the licenses. I'm going to resign my position because I don't agree with doing this part of my job, and she could have walked away, and that could have been the end of it, but she refused to do that. She refused to issue these licenses. She forced her religious beliefs on other people by refusing to grant them the licenses that they were entitled to, and now she is sitting in jail and probably will sit there for several more days, and in the meantime, her deputy clerks are now issuing the licenses, and these people have now been able to obtain the licenses. Um, So that's what's going on in Rowan County. It is a ruckus. um, But at the end of the day, Kim Davis either has to do her job or she has to resign. She can't use her religion as a way to shield herself from doing her job. Didn't the judge say that there's um, one condition that in which she would be released from prison? And that is like, how how can she be released? You said she's going to be for a couple more days. How can she be? released? So basically, technically, the way a contempt order works is you're supposed to be held in contempt and held in jail until you comply with the law Um, but I think that the judge also realizes that at no point is she going to issue the licenses so I think this was sort of just like all right I'm going to teach you a lesson I'm going to hold you in jail for a few days while you're in I'm going to start having your office issue the licenses through the deputy clerks that have no problem doing so now side note to that and I know Stanley wants to jump in real quick which is 
Now she's come out, or her lawyer has said, well, those yep. licenses are void. They're invalid because her name isn't on them. But the fact of the matter is those deputy clerks, they're deputized for a reason, and they have the full power to issue those licenses in her absence. So at the end of the day, those licenses are going to be valid, uh, not void, regardless of what Kim Davis and her lawyer seem to think. Could she have just like said that she didn't want to do them and then let the deputies do it and been okay to keep her job and everything else? You know, I that's an interesting question. I that depends on what the procedure at her office is. Um or the procedure under Kentucky law as to how clerks operate. And I don't know what it is, so I don't want to speak on that per se. But yeah, in theory, she could have said, well, I'm not going to issue them, but I'm going to allow my clerks to issue them. But the, the thing is, regardless of whether she couldn't, could or could not have done that under the policies of her office or under Kentucky state law, the fact of the matter is, is she instructed all of her deputy clerks not to issue them also. So it wasn't just that she wasn't going to issue them. It was, I'm not going to issue them. And I'm going to tell everybody in my office, if you issue them, then you're getting fired. Well, that seems like Mm. extremely egregious. That's, that's my problem with it. Because if it'd be one thing, if she was saying, I don't feel comfortable doing this, but like the staff can do it, obviously. But she's, like, trying to stop everybody. In what world does that make sense? I mean, it doesn't. It, it, Like I said, it's very similar to this situation in, you know, where the Central High School refused to integrate right. on the grounds that their religious beliefs said that segregation was okay. I mean, basically, it works like this, which is whether you like it or not. And there are plenty of Supreme Court decisions that I don't agree with, Citizens United, for example. Right. Um, but— the law is what the Supreme Court says it is at that time, and you know it has to be enforced, and the supremacy clause in the Constitution says that federal law trumps state law, so that's what it is. I mean, ultimately, I'll end with this, and this is actually a tweet that I got from um, uh, somebody who's actually a Christian activist, and she said, uh, her name is Rachel Held Evans on Twitter, and she said, no one's being jailed for practicing her their religion, someone is being jailed for using the government to forth force others to practice her religion and that is exactly right that hits the mark there's nothing else left to be said about that hopefully kim davis will learn her lesson but if not right now well thank you for that Alyssa. um on that note we do have to say goodbye for now but guess what we'll be back here next sunday same time same place right here on whcr 90.3 fm and guys check us out on itunes stitcher and scatter radio where you can get our podcasts this could be WHCR 90.3 FM New York. This, 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 this This is Philip Harvey, the host of C3 Arts Radio, the broadcast arm of the City College Center for the Arts. From stages of Aaron Davis Hall to the galleries of Nairobi, Kenya, we cover the global arts scene directly from the heart of Harlem. Find us every Tuesday, 5 to 6 p.m. right here on WHCR 90.3 FM and live stream us on whcr.org. And for all you real art enthusiasts out there, follow us at C3 Arts Radio on Twitter. Let's go to church. Let's go to church. It's Morning Praise with Dalton Anderson. Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Listen and enjoy the best in contemporary, traditional, quartet, 
gospel comedy, holy hip-hop, and gospel house music with the man who knows how to wait and bake and shake you right at your gospel beds. It's Morning Praise with Dalton Anderson, Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. on WHCR 90.3 FM. Let's go to church. Tired of those same old songs you hear on those other stations? For neo-soul, R&B, hip-hop, and lifestyle advice, tune into The J-Spot with me, Jay Lee the Fabulous, every Tuesday from 7 to 8 p.m., bringing positive vibes and a soulful experience to the airwaves on WHCR 90.3 FM New York, the voice of Harlem. Veterans have difficulty transitioning their military skills into civilian jobs. In New York City, an estimated 17,300 veterans are unemployed. Are you a veteran in desperate need of help? Do you want to take advantage of a life-changing opportunity? If so, the 369th Veterans Outreach Program is designed to assist veterans in Harlem and surrounding communities. Veteran services include resume preparation, interview workshops, access to interview attire, and reliable transportation. For more information, call the 369th Veterans Outreach Program at 646-533-9292. Nurse, set up an IV. And you, her boyfriend, you were the driver? Yes, doctor, but I didn't mean to hurt her. I only had a few drinks. I was just buzzed. Just buzzed? Oh, then your girlfriend is fine. Hey, sweetie, I feel great. She's really okay? What, are you kidding? No, not really. Nurse, get me a suture kit. Stack. Buzzed driving. Maybe we should stop acting like it's no big deal. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. You and your family are connected by routine, and you stick to it. 